I think one of the worst fears that every single barber has, no matter what stage you're in, is your client leaving you for another barber. And not only just one client, but every single client. Now, in this video, I'm going to go ahead and break down what I've learned from scaling my business from charging 16 bucks a cut all the way to 150 bucks a cut, why clients leave, and really what to avoid in these pitfalls and like really three main reasons why barbers get this wrong all the time. Now, if you've been watching, whether it be the podcast or the YouTube videos, and this has been helpful for you or you've been enjoying the information I've been sharing on here, uh, make sure you go and take a screenshot of your favorite episode. Like if this was the episode, make sure to tag it, tag me and post this on your uh, Instagram story. That way you can go ahead and check out your work and also give some feedback as well too. And again, too, if you find this, um, this episode useful, make sure you go ahead and do that as well. So reason number one, really, um, when I was starting barbering back in 2014, 2015, starting it in the shop, my very first shop we went into, nobody knew how to run a business. And so we're all just got the bright idea of like, well, we're brand new shop. We might as well charge 16 bucks so we can at least have some client flow coming in. Because if we charge 16 bucks, the other barbers around us are charging 20, maybe 25 or whatever the hell they were charging. We can kind of poach some clients from them and get the business up and running because there was no walk-in flow. In fact, it was like this little hole-in-the-wall place, right? But what we forgot was that there, no matter what we charged, it didn't help the business whatsoever. And in fact, the first like six months, our business was fucked. We had no walk-in flow. There's days where we would have like three clients walk in for the whole shop of six barbers. What happened was no matter what we charged, whether it was 16 bucks, we did promos for this to even get people through the door. We, we used to go to the, the college, pass out business cards. There was a McDonald's literally right around the block from us. We'd go stand out there and pass out business cards, try to talk to people. No matter what we did, we would not get new clients into the business. It would be like crickets. And we thought by keeping prices low that no matter what, even when we did get clients, they would stay. So eventually built up clientele. However, of course, churn happens in a business, right? And it kind of shocked everybody. We're like, hold up. We're like one of the cheapest barbershops here. Right? How are we even losing clients? Because we all do decent cuts. I mean, like again, too, of course, we can get to do, always do better. But what we didn't account for was that there was always going to be that garage barber charging five or ten bucks that somebody else knew. There was always going to be somebody who charged a cheaper price than us. Now, reason number one why you're always going to lose clients no matter what, and why your clients will always leave you as a barber is someone is always going someone is always going to have a cheaper option. There's always going to be a cheaper option than you. No matter what you charge, whether it be 16 bucks, which we thought we were undercharging, you can even look at businesses like Dollar Tree. They have the 99 cent store, right? One cent less. There's always competition out there. I think they even probably have like a 50 cent store, or like 20 cents. So I'm pretty sure there's other things out there in competition. And as a barber, no matter what you charge, there's always going to be somebody who charges less than you, who's going to be undercutting you, Right. But you should not be worried about that because those are always the clients who are looking for a good deal. Looking back on that, none of those people who left me for a garage barber, who left the business uh, at the barbershop I was working at prior, were any like good clients that we wanted to actually keep to scale the business forward. If you really look at the clients that leave you for a cheaper price, they're, they're kind of like the pain in the ass clients. They're the ones who are too picky for no goddamn reason and the ones who also don't tip, right? So as a barber, why are you tripping off that? Why are you worried about these people who leave the business? 
And honestly, you should only be worried about getting clients who respect your business and are a fit to move you forward. However, there are a lot of barbers who always like complain or who always are stressed the fuck out about clients leaving for somebody cheaper. Now, does this mean you can start go ahead and charging more? Absolutely not. We'll get into that a little bit later because that could also be a very detrimental thing as well too if you just start hiking up prices. But this doesn't mean what I want to get the point across. This doesn't mean that you charge a less price trying to undercut or keep clients. Or better yet, this is another one I see a lot of barbers doing, grandfathering clients in because they're afraid to lose clients if they charge too much that they're going to go to somebody else, right? No matter what, they're always going to go to somebody else. In the Elevated Mentorship Program, we always have every single barber cut out all of this bullcrap, any added bullshit services like lineups, cleanups, anything of like hot towel shapes that you just don't really do. Cut out all the grandfathering and price points. Cut out even kids' cuts, seniors' cuts. Everybody's same price point. Because it doesn't make any sense at all for you to charge a cheaper price point just to keep a client. And for those who listen to podcasts, that's in quotation marks. Because you're not really going to keep the client. You're kind of just make, you're kind of giving a bullshit reason why they should pay you less. And you're kind of just taking money out your goddamn pocket. So there's always going to be somebody who charges a cheaper price point. Don't worry about like, keeping prices low to stay competitive. There's nothing of that sort. We'll get into this later as well too. The only competitive markets that need to keep prices low are the ones who are like Amazon, right? Who serve a mass market. Barbers, you're not gonna cut every fucking person in the world, right? You're just not, you're not for everybody. You are for a specific niche of people to solve a problem for. Charging low prices only warrants when you are going after a mass market. Unless you want to be cutting 200 heads a week, you don't want to be in a mass market. You shouldn't be in a mass market. And you should not set your business up to run as a mass market business. You are a one-to-one business in person, okay? You cannot cut everybody. I don't care how hard you hustle or how how. how Hard you think you grind. It's not possible. So that's at least reason number one why your clients clients leave barbers for a reason. Because again, too, at some point in time, someone is going to charge less than you. And those clients weed themselves out. And you don't need them in your business. Reason number two. Now, after we kind of learned this, of course, like, you know, we it's kind of dumb. We fucking raised our prices up to 20 bucks, Right. So I was charging 16 bucks for like two years. And we're like, okay, this isn't working. Let's at least like give ourselves a price bump. Let's go up to 20 bucks, but let's also add some more services in. Let's like add a hot towel in here. Let's learn. Let's, let's make sure we know how to like do a hot towel shave. Let's make sure we know how to style hair. Let's make sure we know how to like sell products to our clients and everything of that sort. Right. And again, too, what I tried to do was try to learn every single service, every single haircut to try and cut only to still lose clients who cut better and do those services better than me. And it didn't make sense. I was fighting an uphill battle at that point in time because no matter how much I tried to improve my work, again, there was always somebody better than me. And that's reason number two, why clients will always leave you as a barber. Someone always cuts better than you. Someone gives a better service than you. It does not make any fucking sense 
why you would try to improve something that is your weakest point and make that your main focal point, right? You wouldn't, you don't see any NFL team or any professional team for that matter put their third string, whatever position, starting the game over their star player. You see the stars, first, uh, first string players getting all the playing time, right? And they kind of they the 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 game plan. I mean, again, this is so fucking broad because there's so many sports running through my heads. Let's just take like uh, uh, football for for instance, right? You're not gonna fucking have a Tom Brady. You're not gonna have a Tom Brady offense with a Lamar Jackson quarterback. For those of you who don't know football, you're not gonna have a pocket passer with somebody who can also run the ball as well too, right? As well as Lamar Jackson, you're also not gonna go ahead and have your fucking third-string quarterback, start over Tom Brady. You're just not going to do that. However, when it comes to barbers, for some reason, everybody wants to try and improve their skill set across the whole haircut, like every single haircut. They want to cut every single person. And if we go back to, to reason number one, you legit can't cut everybody. Somebody will always charge less than you, right? And again, too, you cannot cut everybody. So why are you trying to learn how to cut somebody when that business model is flawed? You cannot cut everybody in a single day. You are fixed to a certain amount of heads you can cut every single day. If that wasn't fixed, that wasn't a fixed variable, of course, learn every single haircut. But you will not cut every or service every single person. In fact, you should only focus on one to two focal points or problems to find solutions for or solve the best and just be the best at that. You do not want to be a jack-of-all-trades barber. A jack-of-all-trades barber charges the least amount. A specialized barber, someone who focuses on a specific problem and one niche can scale because their marketing can be all dialed in. Their conversion rates, we exactly know who we're trying to convert on and why this doesn't convert. And we also also have all of our focus going towards one skill set. And think about it like this. Who's actually going to have a masterful level of skill? Someone who's focused on a 50 different haircuts or somebody who's focused on one haircut? What's that Bruce Lee saying? Who do you fear? The man who knows how to throw, who's thrown a thousand punches one time or the man who throws one punch a thousand times? Exactly. Because... They have practice in it. They have mastered it. They have improved it. They have made it more efficient. They found even deeper problems. You can't figure out deeper problems without extreme focus. Now, for those of you who are charging under 75 bucks, which is the majority of you who are probably listening to this, this doesn't matter whatsoever because you cannot go specific when you're charging anything under 75, hell, even under 80 bucks. Under 80 bucks is like you are still in a wide open market. And if you're charging under 80 bucks, you still, I don't care how long you've been cutting hair for, you have some type of foundational work still to do on your haircut, your fade, the transition, the lineup, the beard work, styling, detail work. There's something to be improved upon. Everybody has it. And if you say you don't, oh man, I don't know, you are fucking dumb. You are just blind to the fact that you that you are not good at your business. 
And in fact, if you'd be like, nah, nah, I'm good at everything. You are the one that sucks the most. Those are the people who suck the most. Everybody's played with that, with that person in high school on their high school, whatever sports team that thought they were the shit. And everybody's like, what the fuck? You suck ass, bro. And they thought they, they, that their shit did not stink. They thought they were the tight. And that's literally most barbers. Because they just don't have the awareness to say, yeah, you know what? I'm kind of ass at this. I can get better at this. Just because you have clientele, just because you are booked out at 40 bucks, doesn't mean shit. It really doesn't. Try getting out booked out 200 bucks. That's when everybody's nuts shriveled up. Oh, man, I don't know if I can go to 200 bucks. Exactly. There's work to be done. You're afraid to lose clients. Why would you be afraid to lose clients if you're so confident in your work? Exactly. Because you know you can't get clients at a higher price point. You don't know how to market. Your product's not all the way there. Everybody has it. I had it all the time. Now, with this reason number two, again, somebody will always cut better than you. But the thing that you can work on now is, again, have hyper-focus on just your strong suits. Pick one or two things. I was only good at really beards. I legit was only de- – I'm not even going to say pretty good. I was only decent at beards and okay with sheer work. I had to teach myself sheer work later on because that's what my clientele morphed into at a higher price point. But prior to that, I kind of knew how to do a beard pretty decently. I knew the problems. Could I have gotten so much better at that if I had been cutting longer? Absolutely. Right? Remember, I scaled from like uh, – it was from 16 bucks to 200 or to 150 in like three years. I, I, I could have I learned so much more. There was, I, I could have taken more time if I wanted to. In fact, the majority of this time on this main focal point, when I really realized this, I was like, oh, man, I was so dumb to like be trying to figure out all this shit prior. Everybody wastes time. Now, am I say, like, like the thing with this, too, is that majority of you understand this. When you get to higher price points, you have a very different clientele. You're just not going to be cutting the clients who you think you're going to be cutting. You're not going to be cutting the styles. And I kind of laugh at every single barber who does these, these um, uh, what's it called, sheer work classes, the coloring classes, or any other type of class and pays for a lot of education on the hair. And like not, not, not at like a higher level. At a higher level, that's your built-up clientele. It's paying you high prices. Awesome. But at a lower-tier clientele, I kind of laugh like you're kind of wasting time. This is not going to help you get new clients. In fact, this is going to take you more time because now you're more obsessed with cutting hair better instead of running an actual business that's profitable and making more money. Again, all the great business, like Apple does this. Apple did this when it was going bankrupt, brought Steve Jobs back. First thing Steve Jobs did was look at every single product they were selling and cut 90% of the product. He just said, we're focused on like two to four products. That's it. And we're going to be the best at selling these products. Not a smorgasbord of this bullshit. We're not going to compete with Microsoft at that game. They can have the shitty products. We're going to be hyper-focused on this. And now they're, they're, the most, they're the world's most valuable company. They've literally created so many jobs for people. The iPhone. Think of what came out of the iPhone. Instagram. <laughs> My business came out of Instagram, right? So many other people's businesses came from Instagram. The only reason why they got there didn't come from Microsoft. Didn't come from Microsoft. It came from, it came from the iPhone, right? So when you become hyper-focused, you can be the best in your field. Hopefully that, 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 that actually gets my point across. Now, reason number three. 
So after these two points, again, I I try to keep prices low for a while. Um, because again, too, you, you like I wanted to keep prices still, even though I wasn't keeping them so low at sixteen bucks. I didn't want to go too high because I didn't want to drive my clients away on my own. Because I already know clients, no matter what, were gonna leave me for for um barbers who charge a lesser price point. So it's like fuck, I already bumped it up a little bit. I'm not trying to self-sabotage my business by going up even more, right? I'm not trying to drive my own clients away by charging more. But reason number three, why, and this is why your clients should leave you, should leave you, is because eventually you should become too expensive for them. But the majority of barbers, they, they, you will hear this and think you need to hike up prices. And I, I'm, I'm telling you this right now. Please do not do that. You are playing a game of Russian roulette. What I'm saying is you need to understand how to run the business at scale and generate new clients at a higher price point before you actually start hiking your prices up. Because, again, too, this is like what most barbers do in raising prices is playing Russian roulette. And Russian roulette, you load, you load a, bullet into the chamber, a bullet into a chamber of a gun. Hold it to your head, you pull a trigger, maybe you die, maybe you don't. Maybe a bull comes out, maybe it doesn't. And that's how barbers raise prices. They, they pull the trigger on raising prices, like, ah, oh, I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't fuck my business up. All right, cool, we can go it again. Ah, and guess what? Eventually, you're going to get got. Now, understand this. Every single business has variables for scale. Most barbers think that the variables for scale of barbering <laughs> is going to be cutting as many heads as humanly possible. It's not going to work that way. In a one-to-one business, this is, not how, this is not how business can scale. In a business like SaaS, which is software as a service, right? In the SaaS companies, where your product can scale to an infinite amount of people, it doesn't matter. All that, like, as long as the code can withhold how many people are on the, whether it be the software, the app, the website, whatever it is that you serve, and it doesn't break or fail, you're good. And all it comes down to is keeping people on the platform and keeping people on that monthly retainer. But in a person-to-person business, in a one-to-one business like barbering is, you don't have that. You can't service hundreds of people. You can't scale that way and keep prices low, which again, barbers think, okay, that is business, but you have to understand why that works in business. One-to-one, that does not work. But we do have one variable we can work with, and that's our pricing to scale. If we can scale our pricing, we can then increase our income and scale that as well too. Now, the thing with this, you have to be able to understand how to tap into different markets to continue to grow, to get new clients. It's not just the fact that you raise prices up and all of a sudden everyone's going to be like, oh my God, you raise prices, you're so worth it. And you know what you're worth. And they're going to come to you. That's not how life works. That's not how business works, right? Understand that you should, you should go down this pathway because when I was charging 16 bucks, all the way when I was charging 150, I only had three clients still with me at 150 that was with me at 16 only three clients that means i drove away the majority of my clientele 99 percent of my clientele i forced them out but what majority barbers do is they force them out without a plan 
You can't do this without a plan. The reason why you see barbers like what we have, like as Joel, who goes from 60 to 208 months, scales up from 6, 6K a month to 29K a month. The reason why they're able to do this in a very short amount of time frame is because they actually have a plan, know exactly what to do. Now, you can scale up pricing. Nobody's stopping you. But I'm saying that's not going to be the smartest thing in your business if you want to be in business long term. Take, for instance, Anthony, who we were working with as well, too. One of our case studies. <laughs> he was going to work with us, decided not to, started hiking prices up, and eventually drove his clientele away to where he's only cutting five heads a, heads a week. And barbers think that this is actually a strategy. It's not. You can't have a hope and pray strategy. You should become too expensive for your, for your clients. But you should also be just the right price point for a different type of clientele who you've yet to serve. So to kind of recap on this, overall three main reasons why clients leave barbers. First one, obviously someone is always going to charge cheaper. Do not worry about this. This is not your main focus. Do not stress over this. What you should be worried about is getting the right clients into your business. That way, when these people do leave, it's like, a oh, man, about fucking time they left. Because they will leave. So it's in your best interest as a barber to hedge your bets and try to start generating new clients. Reason number two, someone will always cut better than you. Clients will always find a barber who serves their problem best, and that's fine. What you should do, and that should be feedback for you, that you don't serve that market of clientele properly. You do not serve that problem properly. You should not focus on trying to improve that skill set. Instead, you should look at the clients who stick in your business and figure out how you can improve and double down on what you're already great at. Do not try to make whatever your average, whatever you're below average at up to your average level, because then you're just going to be average overall. Throw all that below average shit away. What you're average at, make yourself pretty fucking decent or good at. And then from there, make yourself great at that. And then throw the other shit away. You want to be known for one or two things. Apple's note for just, I mean, off the top of my head, when you say Apple, I think Mac and I think iPhone. I don't think anything else. Of course, they sell other products now, but I don't think of anything else. They're known for that. And you should be, think of your business as the exact same way. You should not be the guy who cuts hair amazingly well or does all types of fades. You should just be something and something. That's it. Reason number three, that you be, and you, this is the one you want to become. You want to become too expensive for your clients. You want to learn how to scale the business, scale the income, but make sure you have a plan. Because again, too, you're not going to be able to scale it up or I should say you can if you want to. I would not advise anybody to go ahead and start scaling it up, taking on more haircuts because you could fucking, it's going to be a pain in the ass and that sounds like hell. But if you want to cut that many heads every single day, be my guest. But you're going to have to know how to run the business at a higher level, get new clients, and continually scale. Because what happens when you start raising prices up is your new client flow dips down. And the gap that's created from that is the time frame that's going to take you to fill the business back up again. And if you, if you just continue doing what you're doing in the business, that gap is going to get wider and wider and wider if you don't do a damn thing, which is going to take you longer and longer to A, fill the business back up, B, get up to the next price point, C, to actually scale the income because your income will just be around the same amount, which makes it, it fucking pointless at that point in time. And just be twiddling your thumbs most of the days, hoping and praying that something changes. Now, 
Of course, if anybody wants help on how to do this, this is what we help barbers do in the Elevated Mentorship Program. You can always apply to work with us. I always leave a, li- I leave a link down below. You can simply apply, book a call with us, and see if it's a good fit, and then we can go from there. Now, if you did feel, find this uh, video or podcast valuable, make sure you share this with one friend that needs to hear this because I think overall the barber industry does need to hear this. And other than that, I'll see you guys on the next episode.